Hello everyone, I am Brennan Sahajan and I tend bar at Washington State's best beer bar, the Manitou Tap House. I decided to make a podcast because the regular customers who come in are the most eclectic group of people I have ever met. And I want all of you to know the perspective and stories from the people from my bar. My next guest I met when I was in high school because he was the annoying little brother of a close friend. Now he is a close friend of mine, and an amazing conversationist, as well as an informed, strong opinion in a bleak world of too much information, an entrepreneur in the realm of building beer systems, and a skydiving buddy. Welcome, Seth Schaefer. <clears throat> we are now recording. Uh, thank you, Seth, for doing this. I appreciate your time, and I know the time is valuable. Um, so, you overestimate the worth of my time. <laughs> okay. Um, either way, let's dive into it. And since you have checked out the questions, you know the first one. Um, who are you and what led you to be this person? It's deep. It's a very deep it question. You don't, you don't have to make it deep. You can answer it however you want to answer it. Oh, I, uh, think I am just a <clears throat> nice person. You're a nice person. Yeah. I think deep down I'm a nice person. But I think deep down I'm a nice person as I well, tr- but that's not who I, I am. I don't I don't seem very nice, but <clears throat> I try to be nice. I don't think that's true at all. I think that if I asked anybody that knew you if you were a nice person, every single one of them would say, Yes, he is a nice person. Well, that's good that it's coming through then. (laughs) Most of the time, I just feel like a dick. Okay. Well, inside your head, when you hear the voice telling you what to do or what not to do or whatever, what is that that you are hearing? Because that's who who you are. That's what I want to know. Anxiety. Ooh. Please, do tell. Uh, I I mean, I'm with you. I get it. Yeah. Just anxious. I mean, if there's like a, any voice in my head, it's usually conspiring against me. Wow, <laughs> that's unfortunate. But you know, well, it's just yeah, it's just anxiety that kind of keeps what, you from getting things done. Mm-hmm. So, what led you to be that person? Don't really know. When you were when you were in high school, did you feel that you were that same person? Um, was probably. The more I became self-aware, the worse it got. I think what the younger I was, the more uh, smaller of like a view I had. Right, mm-hmm. like I didn't really see what I was doing. And then sure. when you become more self-aware, I think kind of maybe middle school or high school, you kind of like, oh, what what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing instead of just doing whatever came to your mind. Do you think it had to do with more education? Um, I feel like education was a pretty worthless part of it. Like, the, the, the formal education was... Sure. There was a, you know, very few good classes or teachers kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so... So you didn't get too interested in that, so I kind of found... Beyond edu- form. I found education sure. elsewhere. Yeah. Okay, well, that's... 
I guess that's kind of really more what I meant, like life education experience and wisdom. You think that's what led you to feel? Oh, definitely. It more? Oh, definitely. Just learning more about things happening around me. Mm-hmm. Well, give me some examples about anxiety. What do you mean? Do you, do you mean that um, you, like, paranoia? Like someone is going to get you in your apartment? Hmm, definitely not that paranoia. More of a, a, dr- a, a looming dread type, wow. of, type of, like, whatever bad happens, that's par for the course. And whatever good things happen... It's, oh boy, oh boy, when's the shit gonna come? (laughs) Where did that come from? An Isaac Asimov fan or something? (laughs) I don't know who that is. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Uh, well, uh, I mean, where where did this, this, this doom come from? Um... I don't, I don't Too many really... video games? Hmm. I don't know. You know, I haven't seen any uh, substantial data from, like, similar trial situations. But for myself, I you know, I don't think I could answer that accurately. Hmm. It's possible. I don't, you know, if, if you were, if I were to say, like, no, 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 no problems there. But, eh, fuck it, you never know. It could, could happen. Or could have happened. Happened. Um, I got like, well, I got diagnosed with depression when I was like eighteen, mm-hmm. but it was like, I guess, before that is kind of when it started. So I think maybe that definitely had a huge contributor. Just my. Do you have a history of depression in your family? <laughs> that I don't know. Hmm. Well. I wish that wasn't your answer, but hey, man, that, that's, <laughs> that's something that you have to conquer. Um, oh, depression making. Yeah. The making the making the man. Sure. Or um, I mean, de- definitely like. I guess the person that I am, if I were to go down. Me trying to be nice most mm-hmm. of the time, I feel like that's has a big thing to do with. My, parents being nice people but they're always like really nice and then so now you're talking nature versus nurture yeah definitely a lot of good nurture and that's kind of what leads to a anxiety about um, constantly underperforming mm. for your own like what I think my level should be what, what do you think I should be approaching at something and I and I don't fulfill that to the potential that I think I have, and then that in and of itself kind of makes me a little more unmotivated and sad kind of thing. Yeah. But, so why, maybe like... Why do you have such high expectations for yourself? Possibly, yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't have that I problem. Feel, well, I, well, I just feel like I had such like uh, a pretty maybe sheltered, but pretty easy upbringing. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like I had a lot of early trials. Sure. Besides just moving with the wind. 
on the whole parent what parents want kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So you kind of just did what your parents wanted for a while, and then when you get a car, you start experiencing things outside of that, and then you're kind of like, oh, I don't want to do that part anymore, or the, the early the early part anymore. Sure. But parents are nice people, easy upbringing, like, so I just, yeah, so I just feel like I definitely have the potential to do a lot of different things, and the things that I don't end up doing, I'm kind of like, oh, what's wrong with me? Why don't I just do it? I'm not a psychologist or a counselor. I have a hard hard time motivating myself for things that I'm not, like, pumped about. Sure. (laughs) Anything that's not, like, even remotely interesting, I... I definitely have zero motivation to do it. The intrinsic motivation is lacking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you get spurts. Yeah, sure. Oh, I I get it. I understand that. Usually it's like 3 a.m. You're like, yeah, let's get get some shit done. (laughs) Oh. And then a few hours later when you wake up, you're like, "Uh, another day. Another existence. Hmm. Sounds like you need to be doing shift work. Uh, When you're up late at night. Like all different. Yeah, so you'll be... Like like night shift where if if your motivation comes at three a.m. you should be working at night because then you're gonna be really productive. Well, uh, no, it's not not as much of a a worker's inspiration as just a get your shit together. Like finally, like laying there, uh-huh. and you're just like, oh, I should do all these things, but I'm kind of like, oh, I forgot to do everything all day, and then. Oh, your your motivational self speeches really come around and start to resonate at that time. At that time, you're like, yeah. yeah, you could do it. You could do it. And then it's like, yeah. So, oh wait, what, uh, was, what was I thinking? <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> what the hell were you doing? <laughs> hmm. All right. Well, it's a it's a it's a great answer whether or not I was hoping for something different. Um, but mm. it's honest. Thank you. Um, well, at the other end of the spectrum, then, I mean, the next question is, what's worth dying for? Or is anything, is anything hold weight enough to die for? Um, Does anything have any worth anymore? Know, as far as, far as, drab, but well, as far as, <laughs> like, thing something having enough worth to die for I feel like I only really approach the subject on what's worth living for okay cool like it's kind of like I think I've got I've kind of been depressed for so long that it's less about finding something so passionate that you could give your life for more like just trying to find reasons to keep going hmm. so just kind of approaching it from the opposite end but I mean essentially <clears throat> uh, I think my family has the biggest influence cause you have a big family I mean yeah they they definitely are pretty good people and I feel like 
any one of us like wasn't living anymore, mm-hmm. it would definitely be like really hard for everybody else kind of thing. So I could imagine that, and I wouldn't want to do, I wouldn't want to be the person that kind of causes that kind of pain, you know? I, I do know that, and I think I'm very happy that you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess, yeah, I guess it wasn't really, yeah, not really searching for the validation on it, but yeah. it's definitely a, uh, I think it's a, de- it's a okay thing to, for people to contemplate is their, like, mortality. Oh, no. I think it's absolutely and so, what everyone should think about it. I just, I just feel like more decisions would be held to a higher standard of, like, critical thinking and decision-making <laughs> instead of, like, uh, thinking that there's, like, a magic second episode in your potentially eternal soul. Mm-hmm. And maybe you don't hold as much weight on the consequences of just the singular time. And I don't thinking that there's just like something better, like you're just having to suffer through this. Yeah. To make it to something better. It's like I feel like that in and of itself can breed wrong decisions. But I've experienced that firsthand. Hmm? Uh, when I was living in Thailand I um I was when I was working in a in a slum, it people had that very mentality. Like Thai, in in the, the oh, Thai religion, reincarnation. Yeah, they totally believe in reincarnation, mm-hmm. and and so um, their regard for life is so different than ours. They they think that they've just been you know their lot has been cast, and they are doing you know mate the best at whatever this situation is, but if they're, and hoping that they're just, you know, coasting good enough, not doing anything bad that's going to knock them down to a different caste level, um, and then after this life, they're going to be in a better position. So it was really hard for me, since I was doing community development work, trying to get um, some kind of motivation out of them to, to help with, like, supplemental income and little small, you know, of sustainable economical things for them, you know? Um, they just, they weren't, they, it's like, it doesn't mean anything to them. Why? Why? Why, Why would I do this? After I'm out of here, I'm going to be in a way better position because I'm a good person. Totally weird. Like, just a, I mean, so that, culturally yeah, different than us. For sure. But it's, it's exactly what you're talking about. Would you say that they're, like, happier? On, on the whole, like, mm. as a as a individual person, or maybe, or like, yeah, on the individual level, like, because he's so, uh, not really single-minded, but um, he has such kind of faith in his situation. I don't know. I, he, he might, like, is he just actually super content and happy on the inside? Whereas, like, give too many, give somebody too so. many options and uh, things like that, and then they'll kind of start getting more hmm. anxious and whatnot. Um, I can't say that I was ever on, like, I didn't have, like, a personal relationship deep enough to, to get to that kind of level. Um, well, but, what would, yeah, what would you just... But just on observation of being there for uh, three 
four years and getting to know these people and stuff, I would not say that they were any more content. I they it seemed like that they had so much adversity all the time. It was more like that they were they weren't happy. Oh. Um, um, but they may I I maybe they were content. But I I don't I don't feel like that if they were happy it was because uh, Thailand is also known as the land of smiles so people that's just what they do all the time to <laughs> all the time in arguments in anger in whatever they just like they smile to cover it up and who knows what's actually going on in their head really really difficult to read <laughs> so I can't really answer that question I don't, I don't know but um, I I like I like what you're what you're saying. Um, <clears throat> whether or not anything holds enough worth of dying for, who knows? But living for something is is more of a drive. I can see that makes sense. Um, hmm. Yeah, just the the weight of life is like enough that hey, you got to find things to kind of. I don't know if it's just a overall gloomy look on the uh, human condition or, or the world as it is but I kind of try to motivate myself to kind of not be in the way mm-hmm. so I try I seem to just subconsciously always try to just not be in the way like if you see somebody like walking in the middle of the street in front of like a bunch of cars that's like them making a personal choice to be in the way <laughs> well, clearly, yeah, and and uh, and I try to just do the opposite of that. Like someone by like bumping into something, I'm like part of that, you know, terribly sorry that I had to come into your world. Space. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> like I know I don't want to just I don't want to be in the way. Come on, drive fast. Take when I like when I change lanes, I'm like speeding up, like just so I'm not like. I don't want anybody to feel like I'm cut, <laughs> I'm cutting them off. Like I don't want to hold anybody up. Sometimes I speed a little bit too much because I'm like, it's way white. <laughs> I just kind of go a little bit. Faster. Really, that's like a constant drive. Oh, sometimes. Huh. Oh, when I'm interacting with people. Well, that that unless is, someone's that's... unless someone's being a dick, then I'm like, then I try to make them know it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, that's, I, I think that's a perfect segue into the next question because it's, where does your uh, inspiration come from? Uh, a little bit of that. <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> uh, trying Do you to watch like... Arrested Development? Oh, yeah. It's like the, the school to not be seen or whatever, like, when Buster's always like, I <laughs> stuff, you know? <laughs> Yes, I, I I relate to Buster on a lot of that's for sure. <laughs> we both love our mothers, you know. <laughs> well, I think my mom likes me a little bit more than <laughs> than she than, I than should his hope mom so. likes. success to happen as a species 
because I'm kind of like, I kind of hate the smaller divides Mm -hmm. when it's like, I kind of prefer listening to people who, like Elon Musk and Andrew Yang, that are like talking in like realistic future situations, like just this is what the future is going to be. Like we pretty much almost have the data to like see exactly what is the trend going on. Yeah. And we need to address it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, well, just too many people are too narrow-sided and maybe I, I just don't want... <laughs> us to end for no reason or for dumb reasons yeah like it'd be much better if we just got hit by like a random meteor than us like slowly killing ourselves well we are oh oh yeah for sure like it's just happening everywhere yeah and I feel like we you know it, it might take some drastic measures but to get away with being able to just survive on Earth, because, you know, Earth will be fine. It's only us that will die. Everything yeah. else will probably be better unless we drag it all down with us. And then we'll start cultivating and, you know, come back later. But um, if we want to continue, I'm definitely not somebody that's, like, an activist. <laughs> I feel like they have a little more motivation. Mm. But um, I would like to see things like implemented that kind of help people do the right thing like a really robust if you know if you want everybody recycled then like you kind of have to you know just treat them like they're children I think when like you manage a business or own a business it's kind of like you almost have to take an approach to some to a lot of people that they're like, you have to line out everything you need done. Oh, yeah. And so, for us to, like, recycle or do the right thing to maintain our existence, mm-hmm. then we gotta, like, have some policy things that kind of force people to do it. And, I mean, in all types of cultures, I'm sure. But especially, at least just here is the only one I can really personally talk about. But, uh, I want, like, I'm not going to go vegan, (laughs) uh, but I'm totally down to, like, not eat a ton of, as much beef as, like, somebody who's like, fuck you, I'm going to eat all the beef I want. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I love steak, I'll eat it. I like burgers and whatnot. But if it comes down to it, cutting back is totally... Well, I feel like we could all <laughs> deal with cutting back on certain things. Like, to... I don't think we could... At least the scientists are like... I don't think we could come back from what the damage that we're doing. But, like, say that we can stop this rapid decline and mediate it to a certain... As, as much degree as we could. Mm-hmm. And then use technology on top of that to kind of re-engineer sustainable existence. <clears throat> like... Well, yeah, so... This, like, the fake meat 
whatever, like yeah. lab-grown meat. Impossible meat. But it's, well, it's the impossible burger or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then, like, or just, like, lab-grown meat or whatever kind of thing like that. It's like, mm-hmm. if we could prove that that's, like, a sustainable thing, like, we're not using too much energy and resources to produce it. But are we? Um, it depends. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But, I mean, it's got to be, like, future uh, power, like, uh, solar power and wind power, um, a lot of those things are super cheap to run, but, like, getting the infrastructure in place and the policies mm-hmm. in place um, for it to be sustainable took a little bit of time. Um, and so we already know that, like, the chicken and beef industries are a little unsustainable. Oh, yeah. So I think that we can all just, instead of just being like, oh, we're not going to do that. We're just going to eat vegetables. It's like, okay. Like, you know, do we have the infrastructure in place for, like, people's diets to main to depend on that amount of vegetables and soy and whatnot that you need because you know you still need protein and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and if you can get it and and i think i have a very like sensitive palate so <laughs> eating something that i don't fucking like <laughs> is not like an existence worth living oh i agree like food in and of itself like eating good food you, you cook good food you know it's like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm willing to put in the time to like make this delicious or maybe spend an extra couple bucks for like some place that you know it's good food mm-hmm. and so the just eating to like exist like if the, I was like the, in the, the matrix, matrix girl if thing. I was yeah, in the matrix exactly with right. the like it had everything my body needs yeah. it has all but the amino acids I need I need that woman in the red dress sometimes man uh-huh. like need to eat the <laughs> eat it <laughs> Yeah. Eat the good food. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, like, if you, make, if you make cookies that, like, aren't bad for you, they don't, need to be, they don't need to be good for you, cookies. I'm sick of everything needing to be good for you. Just, mm-hmm. like, just make it not bad for me. Sure. That's, you know, I just eat cookies. Right. Delicious. Yeah. Like, why can't we do that? Why does it have to be so one way or the other? Why does it have to be good for you? Why can't it just not be bad for you? Like, pot. It's like... I'm not going to say pot's, like, good, good for you. For you. Yeah. But I'm certainly not going to say that it's, like, bad for you. Yeah. I think everybody could survive a hit. <laughs> I, you're going to be fine. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> is bad is going to happen to you for the rest of your life. Like, from that. Like, yeah. you're going to be just fine from that. Mm-hmm. If you, but if you smoke it, like, three times an hour every day... Uh, your pocketbook might take a hit. The the uh, side effects of it, well, yeah, just are going to affect your life. The amount of excess is not going to be good, regardless of what the thing is. Whatever it is, <clears throat> everything in moderation. Yeah, um, especially moderation. There's just moderation for pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. Don't spend too much time doing anything. Yeah. Oh, fucking jogging. And eating vegetables is good for you. If you just jog every day and eat vegetables every day, you're probably going to fall apart. 100%. I don't know. Something around those lines. Yeah, no, no, I get it. I know exactly what you're saying. So what I'm trying to piece together here is uh, 
So does your inspiration come from the fact that we're destroying ourselves and there's some and there's like hope of of finding a better path? Is that what I think what a, on a, I think on a deeper level that's kind of where it is. I think if I were to at the times that I've like really tried to nail down what's going to motivate me to do anything or like what drives my opinion mm-hmm. on things that I witness that in of itself is like where I get motivation inspiration from I think but you know if I am not going to do anything super proactive mm-hmm. to progress humanity then I at least just don't want to hold it back. Yeah, no. <laughs> so I don't want to be in the way. Like, uh, all right. So if I was motivated, I'd get into the fast lane and do those things to help. Yeah. But I want to go slow, so I do the right thing and I move to the far right lane instead of being in the left lane. Man. Some people are just fucking in the left lane. Yeah. Their whole lives. They're called and they're Idaho people. And they're called Idaho drivers. <laughs> <laughs> and you know. Move to the right lane. <laughs> I'm perfectly okay with you being on this road. Just go where you're supposed to. There you know, because society is a very I'm surprised it doesn't fall apart more often. This many people trying to interact with each other it's oh it's a real wonder that we have survived this long just like road rage videos that you just see like people interacting with each other like places Mm -hmm. that are crazy populated oh yeah new york or japan or something like that people kind of just like there's kind of there's so many people that it's just background yeah and they you just have there's so much stuff you pretty much have to kind of focus in on oh around. Wow. I've been there yeah so <laughs> so you know yeah. yeah um and so I think a lot of people that um wherever they might live I don't know if like rural areas is specific to what I'm thinking about but somewhere where it's not like you're in a spot where you have to interact with thousands of different people a day you seem to have a real different outlook on life or a different outlook on people's situations or how to treat people and what's not. It's like, it's a di- just a different mindset and I'm sure that some people are like in a really close-knit city mm-hmm. and they long to get away from everybody and have their own space in the middle of nowhere, vice versa. But in general, you know, a shitload of people living together, they kind of become a little more flexible in what they'll tolerate other people yeah. doing um, than somebody who has had a lot of space and kind of a sense of ownership for everything that they see and touch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether or not they earned what they had or not, they, you know, they, that they, whatever that ownership, property... Um, personal space type of thing is that a lot of people have and then some people have kind of like the opposite like they'll just jump around in Airbnbs or ho- or or hostels and 
Couch surfing. Couch surfing. They live out of a backpack. They don't mind kind of just yeah. flowing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm probably more of the. I like my own space for sure. I think I've grown up in a, a certain upbringing that kind of uh, afforded me the ability to have space, mm-hmm. and it's it stayed with me. Well, even like, uh, Chelsea's nine years older than I am, and so she moved out when I was she was eighteen. And I was like nine. Yeah. So it was pretty much in all the years that I really remember, I was like an only child. Yeah. <laughs> so you kind of have that kind of mindset. Like, my buddies that had brothers in close age, or like I see how her kids interact with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a way different mm-hmm. uh, life. Like, you just have a different outlook. Like, there's... It's always somebody to share everything with. And where I had kind of like... If this was presented to me, it's like, oh, it's... Yeah. They weren't it's aiming it at anybody yeah. else. It was for me, so I, yeah. I guess I'll just have to take it. Um, so I try not to... Take it. I try not to take things for, like, granted. Granted. I tried to say granted, and it came out granite. Almost. I wouldn't take it Which, for granted either. For, uh, yeah. I just like Rick and Morty. I love Rick and Morty. Yeah. There's, it was called Morty's Mind Blowers. Remember that episode? Mm-mm. Um, Morty looks into the eyes of this turtle, sees everything, the truth turtle, and, he, and so he's, like, depressed for the whole next day, where he's like, Morty, come with me. He goes into this room. It's got these, like, little vials, and they're all, like, the times that Rick has removed a memory from Morty, <laughs> and then, so, like, this, and so instead of interdimensional cable from the first couple seasons, it was Morty's mind blowers, and they, and they relive these times that he's erased from Morty's mind, and there's, like, some of them are, like, Morty wanted and needed his memory erased, and then other times it was, like, Rick erased his memory and one of them was Rick saying well just to goes to show you can't everything take can't take anything for granite <laughs> Rick did you just say granite yeah it, it's granted and then <laughs> he like rem- <laughs> remove that memory yeah <laughs> but oh yeah when like Morty experiences true level Rick like He's using a level on a shelf. He's like, uh, Rick's telling him what to do, and Marty's like, "Do you or, do you want this thing level or not?" He goes, "Oh, are you gonna tell me that, Morty, with a bubble and your naked eye? You're gonna be able to deliver that on me, Morty? Do you want to really know what true level is, Morty?" He's like, "Fine, Rick." <laughs> Comes back a couple hours later. He's got like this laser level thing, piece of concrete that he in the garage. And he's like, "Behold!" And then he, Morty gets on it. He's like, "Oh wow! Oh, oh!" <laughs> and he's just like floating. He's like, oh. And then he like, and then so Morty takes him away, or Rick takes him away, and Morty's like, "Oh, oh, oh! We're all just crooked! Oh, the humanity!" And he's like, "Shh, Morty, shh, Morty!" And he goes. <laughs> Takes the memory away. So funny. I need to watch that one. 
That show Did you is watch the third so season? profound. I don't know. I I've, I I mean I've I've just seen like random episodes and I don't know mm. what season they're from. I think, Hulu, I think I Hulu has season it. one, two, three. Hulu does. I think so. That's where that's where I would like watch it constantly, and then sometimes when I'm like playing video games, I got the YouTube going on yeah. the second monitor. I'll watch like Rick and Morty or like fucking the best of like Ron Swanson or just something. <laughs> okay, so there's like there's a the best uh, of Ron what's that? What's that scotch that he drinks? Um, it's uh, some fancy scotch that uh, Nick Hoffman loves and they wrote it into the Parks and Rec show where they go, oh, really? they go to Europe mm-hmm. they visit the um, Scotch distillery and well there's an advertisement for that brand of Scotch where they paid Nick Offerman to sit in a beautiful leather chair mm-hmm. with a bottle of Scotch fireplace and it's like he's just bearded, no words, just him looking into the camera. And that's the ad? Sipping, drinking for an hour and a half. He doesn't say a word. I think one point he shifts his legs, but like he's just, he like pours himself another one. Looks what was the, this look, for? Looks into the, it's an advertisement for the scotch. They just For an hour and a half, did they like time, they speed up the time or something? No, I no you, no. There was a there's a ten hour. Extend, it's just the constant. There's a ten hour cut that someone took the the advertisement and cut it for ten hours. So I watched it because I was wondering if this is just a looped thing. Yeah. And it is looped, but at an hour and a half. Were you high? I mean, yeah. Does the Pope shit in the Vatican? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was does the Pope shit in his hat. I cannot attest to that, but I'm. Pretty sure he has taken a shit in the Vatican. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, anyway, awesome. I love Rick and Marty. It's such a good show. Pickle Rick. Uh huh. Um. Ooh, quite a bit of sugary sentiment in the bottom of there. Well, it's it's quite sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This. What is it? What was it called? It's the Ruin Nation. Oh. Stone. Yeah. Mm. Um, do you feel in control of your life? Uh, comes, comes and goes. Well, um, and I mean, I feel like a lot of times <clears throat> I, anxiety and depression might have a little control now and again. Yes. Yeah. In, in a, in, in a way of matter, in a matter of speaking, that's correct. Um, like, so that's sometimes what holds it's like you down? depression kind of created this um, I don't know what way I'm going to be mm-hmm. every day and there are and I kind of judge how well I'm doing treating it by like how many days a week are completely Unproductive. Um, wasteless. Or yeah. wasted. Um, or how, like, just terribly difficult a day would be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of times you just wake up and you get out of bed. You maybe use the bathroom and then come 
sleep on the couch and lay on the couch and cover up and go to sleep for the rest of the, for, for another four, three, four hours. Doesn't that hurt your back? Uh, that's one of the reasons I want to sell this couch because it's <laughs> a little hard on my back. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, excessive sleep probably hurts your back as well. Um, I mean, maybe. Yeah, I think if I had like a couch like Chelsea's. Hmm. Um, but I mean, just like you never know what day the day is going to uh, be like for myself. Like how, how what kind of what per what me is going to show experience up. this today and show up? Yeah, mm. which one's going to show up? And so some days I'm just like, I feel like the depression just kind of bred um, extremism. Like, I think you need to go skydiving more. I feel like that could help. Uh, like when when you're jumping out of a plane, we, you don't think about that kind of stuff, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely not. I'm usually so <clears throat> uh, depleted afterwards. Every time we've done it, mm-hmm. um, I guess one time I just like fell asleep on the couch after we jumped, and I couldn't wake up until you like pulled the pillow up from behind my head. Like you were like you said you were like shaking me at my feet. And everyone's like partying around me, and I'm just like, like <laughs> I just, it just took so much, yeah. uh, whatever, out of me. Hmm. And maybe that would help kind of balance it. You know, of course, it that would help. Uh, I'm sure, like physical exercise is going to help mm-hmm. pretty much anybody with everything. Like you're yeah. gonna, you're gonna have a better day if you take a one mile walk mm-hmm. than if you didn't I don't, I, don't, I don't take those one mile walks Yeah, but there's no doubt in my mind my day would not be any worse off if I did mm-hmm. it would either be the same or maybe better it's just kind of any level of activity helps yeah you need extrinsic motivation is what you need you need someone pushing you you need a giant floating head in the sky saying show me what you got or show me what you've got in B. <laughs> Get swifty. Get swifty in here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to get swifty. You do. Well, you just need someone to tell you to show you what you got. Show me what you got. I think that... I think a lot of people who believe in God mm-hmm. get a lot of that from their belief in God. Hmm. And I, because I don't have a belief in, really, I don't have a strong belief that of anything after, mm-hmm. um, I'm certainly not going to say that I know anything. Nobody does, but I don't right. like people saying that they do. <laughs> like, no, you, sure. No, you don't. Yeah. No, you don't. And like, following a fucking old political manifesto is not going to help you. No, I I agree. (laughs) The Bible is Mein Kampf of like early civilization in the Middle East. Like, (laughs) it's just a lot of of political. Like, if you could map out the time of when it was written and republished and passed on from people who like couldn't even fucking read or write, and it's like now like this story who people want 
people want the words of it to be part of a government. <laughs> and you're just like, you know what? Go do whatever the fuck you want. But that's what... I thought we agreed on that when America was founded, that there was not going to be happen. that that line. Mm-hmm. Like, you hate Europe so much. Why do you want to try to do what they <laughs> yeah. were doing to, to the people that, that fled that place, right? So... Or those little memes where it's just like, uh, like the king, or this whatever king, is like imposes a three percent tax on tea. It's like the Americans are like fuck that, and then uh, Trump pro- proposes twenty five percent tariff on scotch, and then it's like uh, a bunch of people with Trump hats being saying, "Tread on, please tread on me." Orange Jesus. <laughs> wow, I haven't seen that. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, there's a lot of, I don't like hypocrisy. I try, I'm sure I'm, of course, guilty of it sometimes, but I try to be aware. I try to be not ignorant about me being ignorant. Mm. Like, I think it's inevitable that I'm going to be ignorant about a lot of things, but I don't want to be ignorant of the fact <laughs> that I'm ignorant. Like, oh, fuck, what the fuck do I know? Yeah. And I, I love a lot of comedians and it's like Bill Burr kind of has that same thing where he's just like I don't know. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> don't take any of this fucking seriously. What the, what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> and moving on. Um... The next question is, have you ever done something that is truly wrong? And can something be truly wrong? Um, I feel like something that is truly wrong Mm -hmm. can only be truly wrong if it's affecting like another living thing like I feel like anything that you do please elaborate I feel like anything that you do to yourself that won't affect anybody else but to the bottom line won't affect anybody else um, not just because you don't see that it affects them but mm-hmm. it literally just does not affect them uh-huh. but uh, then it's not wrong so I think in my own life, like, isn't that like saying that a tree doesn't make sound if you don't hear it falling in the forest? Uh, I think it produces a sound in the universe. The fact that nobody's there to hear it doesn't mean that it didn't go off. But I feel <coughs> like, but, that isn't the same but thing? I feel like the actions, as far as something being truly wrong, there's not like a greater sense of right or wrong. Like, if you, do, the, if you do this thing, no matter if anybody is involved, it's truly wrong, you don't think that that exists. Because, um, I, I mean, I don't know if I do either. I'm just... I don't think so. I don't... I, I don't... I can't really imagine a situation where, like, if you were alone on Mars, mm-hmm. and if you did anything... It would be wrong. It would not be wrong. Because, huh. I mean, what could you possibly do 
That is wrong. Um, uh, I don't know. What about committing suicide? Fine. You don't think that that's truly wrong? No, no, not, not at all. But doesn't it? I think if it affects it would, other people, it, it would affect other people eventually, though. Well, I mean, it, it, the, well, what I'm saying is, um, if his, if he, if him dying affected somebody else, then yeah, not so good. Okay. So like, yeah, I guess no, I. I don't want to use this as an example, but like, what one person had like nobody, lit like literally nobody, mm-hmm. and died. It's like, who he, cares? He didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, whether or not he killed himself or not. Um, I'm not gonna. Say, yeah, you know, we all wish someone would care. Mm-hmm. about it and we all wish that he didn't not have anybody but I guess on another level what if him living will cause more harm than him dying <clears throat> maybe like well, I, I maybe like that... a really alcoholic abusive parent mm-hmm. would he would that parent's death be better off for the kid than living with an abusive alcoholic parent? Yes. Would just the fact of them being the parent be worth all the other stuff? I don't I don't know. Yeah, that's a hard philosophical an- I have no question idea. to answer. Um, um, but also, like, I think, yeah, I think something that's wrong is something that you're kind of negatively affecting somebody else. Hmm. Even if you're doing something good, if it's like negative effect, ne- negatively affecting somebody else, it, you, it everything deserves that type of thought to kind of go around it. Like, when we're creating the technology for automating everything, yeah, <clears throat> um, you also have to think about the people that you're displacing using that. You're, you're essentially creating a machine that's going to bury people's careers alive and use that fuel to run. Like, it's going to be like the Matrix using the humans as fuel, but in a more metaphorical way. Yeah. Um, just being plugged into the... I don't know. Like, you just got to think about it. So, um, I don't think people no, go, I, go as far as to think about I, it as much as they should. I mean, <clears throat> you were... You were just talking about Andrew Yang and Elon Musk, and that's totally Andrew Yang's stance on oh, yeah. automated oh, yeah. driving trucks and stuff. Oh yeah, um, I, th- I think he's a, I think he's a super smart guy because it's like I when you hear when you hear all this kind of shit, it's like I love with everybody else. I feel like the questions were weirder, the answers were weirder. You kind of every answer from every politician, you kind of go like. So, what are they gonna? What are they saying? What are they gonna say? Ooh, and like he speaks, and you're kind of. Like, it's because he's not a politician. Yeah, that helps. Yeah, I agree. There was an interview with like some guy from the Washington Post, and it was just like super pointed, real, um, real kind of aggressive questions, um, towards all the things that he was doing was all the policies, big ones that I on, on the UBI. Yeah, and him just being able to like answer these questions that were like 
specifically made to cut into the policy and or discredit it or whatever. And he was kind of answering these questions. You're like, well, fuck, that makes a lot of sense. And then the guy started asking really just, to me, stupid, ir- irrelevant questions, more about the popular shit on the media mm-hmm. and the like the race baiting and all this kind of like uh, identity politics kind of topical questions like that. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to... This is Washington Post. Um, and trying to just... You had such a subs, such a substanceful um, interview, and you now are just like asking these really stupid questions, or like answer or asking the question, and it's not a question that should be answered by a yes or a no. Mm-hmm. So he kind of doesn't say exactly yes or no at the beginning. He first like tries to figure out what you're asking. And then answers it, and it's like, no, like he answered that right because essentially it would be irresponsible of anybody to just give you a flat out answer to that question. Mm-hmm. But then he would give it that explained answer, and the guy goes, "So you do, do so you would say this?" He's like, "Fucking sure, man." Like, <laughs> <laughs> like he kind of had that attitude about it, and I'm just like, "Yeah, like that's what we need people to be like." think anybody fucking gives a shit about that yeah or people uh, interviewing him after the debate being like something about impeachment and he's like uh, I've been to like 100 plus city town halls across the country in the last few months uh, not one question involved an impeachment Trump's or impeachment. Trump's yeah. like misbehavior on these certain things yeah it's all about moving forward and like what can we do to fix it and move forward? And mm-hmm. and I'm like, fucking good answer. Like, <laughs> thank you for not being like, oh yeah, of course yeah. We just, I mean, of course he's like said yeah. You know, this is an impeachable offense, and he probably should be impeached. But if we're, well, what does that have to do with if my we're, campaign? If we're all in a room with Democrats, <clears throat> like circle jerking each other. Talking about shit, talking shit about Trump is not helping anybody. Yeah, <laughs> you're in this room together. Essentially, you're all Democrats, so I, I assume we can all assume that you all don't want Trump to win. That answer is settled. <laughs> Let's move on to the substance of what you're gonna do. Yeah, and how each candidate's better. So I, I think he's refreshing. He's nice. Yeah, no, I watch. I actually, <clears throat> I love Andrew. You're, behi- you're behind him. I'm 100 percent behind him. Me too. I just don't think that he is pulling a lot of weight. <clears throat> sadly, not as much as he should. Yeah, um, I just think the other. I just feel like if Warren or Biden are nominated for the, I, I just in a realistic world, I don't see them beating Trump. It's they're not going to get any. Republican voters. You're right. They have zero policies that have any thing to even be talked about. Yeah. For either side. It's more like it's more like a fucking vendetta against billionaires and the huge businesses. Whereas like Andrew Yang is like yeah, like Jeff Bezos is going to have to pay billions of dollars 
in value-added taxes and trying to reform, like, a tax code to, like, get them to actually pay, like, the owed federal taxes and whatnot. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I won't, but he also deserves $1,000 a month, with, like everybody else, to remind himself that he's a citizen of the United States. You know. Oh, but what about the thousand dollars you're giving? Why would why does he get it? It's like he's to remind person? him that he's yeah. a human. We're going to be taking, you know, America's going to be taking so much more money from him, a lot more than the thousand dollars. I think <laughs> we're going to get the better end of the deal, and he's. I think he's going to be okay because, like, a lot of the business owners, I think, they're not intrinsically like bad. They're not looking to destroy society or the earth in a real broad sense of it but um, like they're just looking to benefit from the capitalistic society that we, they are benefiting well, from it yeah. he, they benefit That's from what it they do yeah. and he describes it as his like Amazon winnings like he won the game like they the capitalism was a game he figured it out and he won it and, right now, and, I mean, yeah. and so he has like so much of the resources. Totally. And I feel like the government, certain government brand, <clears throat> certain government agencies need to be able to regulate things to a point where you can win, mm-hmm. but not to a point where you could buy a whole country. Yeah. Yeah. Do <laughs> you think Jeff Bezos has ever done something truly wrong? Uh, all the time. <laughs> I can't say that he does it purposefully. Oh yeah, no, I I get it. I don't think he goes out to do something wrong, but I think <clears throat> most of the choices he makes on a day to day basis affects so many people at once that so many things have to be negative, and truly wrong, wrong yeah. to oh, yeah. not to just not do. Sure. Well. Andrew Yang is a very wealthy guy He's, as well. He has we? become wealthy, yeah. And he also, he I believe... probably does some stuff that's truly wrong as well. I think if you're in a position that your decisions affect so many people <clears throat> that it is unavoidable and inevitable that I agree your choices that. will affect somebody negatively. Not that you need to change what you decided I think maybe the decision itself should stand up um, but um, it's it's worth thinking about mm-hmm. or maybe just carrying a weight with it weight, the weight of the decision so I think like um, like the president goes bald or gets gray hair mm-hmm. looks older in 8 years he looks 20 years older something like that you know, the weight of the decisions, um, I think they work, I mean, they should work a lot of hours. I don't think Trump really does a lot of too much work or whatever, but that's just opinion. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, I think the weight of the decisions definitely, to somebody that's, to somebody that's truly not, uh, truly trying to do something good, uh-huh. it will, just the stress of, and the weight of making a decision weighs on them, I think that's healthy for the human species to have that. And I think being the president should carry a weight with it that's like more than just a fucking sideshow. 
I feel like it should be a position of like intense scrutiny and um, not like unlimited, not monarchy powers. <laughs> um, I just feel like we've gotten away from that. Too much power to the president. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, well, just like Obama talking about, like, he even had, like, an interview where he's like, no, I, I think that it's disturbing how much power I do have that I could order all these drone strikes and not a peep from Congress, which is supposed to control that. They're letting, when it came to war or anything warlike, uh, they, they didn't make a peep. Yeah. Anytime he tried to discuss a treaty or a social policy, it was stalled or hell is raised. Yeah. And so it's like, what is with this like warmongering idealism that's going on? I don't understand. It's like it's money. It has to be. It has to just be driven by the beneficiaries of war. Hundred percent. Like that Nick Nolte or Nick, Nick uh, uh, Nicholas Cage Nicholas movie, Cage movie? Yeah. Lord of War. Holy smokes, wasn't that a profound movie? Fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> it was a phenomenal movie. Yeah. It was like oh six oh five. Yeah, it kind of rocked my world. It's a beautiful movie. I loved it. Hmm. <laughs> There's the, that show Community. Mm-hmm. You ever watch that? Yeah, totally. Um, Abed. Mm-hmm. He has to do like a report for a class. Is Nicolas Cage a good actor? <laughs> and he, like, loses his fucking mind because he's, like, a teacher. And the teacher's like, okay, do not watch more than, like, two or three Nick Cage movies at a time. Or, like, please pace yourself. This isn't due for a long time. Abed comes back the next day. He's just been, like, watching Nick Cage. I'm just like, yeah, he's good. He's, he's good. He's good. Like, he you cannot decide whether Nick Cage is a good or a bad actor because he is all the above. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Every he's movie's different. That is what he is. He's, he's an, an actor. actor. <laughs> he's an actor. I think, you know, um, God, Christopher Walken. This show was so awesome, <laughs> Such man. a great show. Donald Glover was, like, in it, and they were, like, best friends. It was so good. Yeah. Um... <laughs> The humans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the kid. Like Nick Cage. But that movie's so good. <laughs> Brother gets all like, coked out. Pathetic. <laughs> uh, well, have you, you? I don't think you answered the question. Oh, what was the question? Have you done anything that's truly wrong? Oh, right, right, right. You know, answered, like, can something be truly wrong, but have you? Uh, I definitely, oh, for sure. I'm sure I've done plenty of things that affected people. The things that I, like, really only remember are, like, I was, like, maybe maybe 10 or 12, mm-hmm. 11 or 12, I bullied some kid. Oh, yeah. I'm- uh, it, it still haunts me. Oh. Bullying, I, bull- I didn't. I, I never like. No, I get I, it. I've never fought with anybody. I never beat anybody up. Um, but you know, you're bullying somebody with. I usually am. I've been described as an intellectual bully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's almost worse. And and yeah, I think some people definitely don't. Sticks and stones will break my bones. And apparently, words hurt their feelings too, <clears throat> which makes sense. And so I always feel bad, like well, trying not to. 
behave a- adolescently. Yeah. Like, yeah. in all, like, even, like, relationships or friendships, you're just kind of like, okay, this, this seems like some, like, middle schoolers that were still trying to figure out social interaction were, would behave. I thought we were at a different stage where we kind of understood nuances of human behavior. Apparently I was wrong. Like, <laughs> apparently this person is still stuck in maybe that period of their life was just really successful. <laughs> and and they, so that's where they like, learned. Hey, this worked. I'm sticking that's with That's where this. they learned success. And yeah. I think, I mean, you could relate that to like someone like Trump who's like kind of had um, success from behaving a certain way. Is that what you call what he's had is success? That guy's a I, failure I, on so many different levels. In the real world, he, he is. But everything that he experiences, because he cultivates um, like a cult of personality, mm-hmm. he cultivates a room that will stick their noses in his ass. Like, he, he, he makes that he makes his own reality to reinforce his own misinformation on reality. Um, he, he will surround people that will flatter him. Yeah. He'll distance people that talk truth to power to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like in that, he, he's just been constantly rewarded, whether or not it's been his own making, but right um, for it. So that's how he continues to behave is because that's how he succeeded in his eyes, whether or not it's truthful or not like seven bankruptcies probably is not the definition of successful but to him it's just another part of business yeah but then there's good businessmen that have never gone bankrupt they've never gone bankrupt they haven't gotten sued yeah they pay people things that they owe them (laughs) (laughs) they don't stiff people um so I calling him a businessman is definitely a f- not an accurate description. Whereas Andrew Yang, I feel like he's an actual businessman. Like he did some startups and did all of that. Oh, then he starts. Then he has a successful like nonprofit venture for America. It's like I want to help people mm-hmm. be successful entrepreneurs. I want you to like, yeah, going in, in the office and grinding away might not be the best job for everybody. And also, hey, it might disappear in 20 years. Yeah. So let's try to figure out what's going to be good for everybody. But, yeah. So truly wrong. <laughs> going back to truly wrong. Uh, treating other people that the way that they don't deserve to be treated is especially wrong. Treating anybody. That's a great way to answer that, actually. Yeah, I, I just don't. Really good. So... Anything that's really wrong is just something that's affecting somebody else negatively. Um, not to say that everybody's um, perception of what you do mm-hmm. would be like because they took it negatively, but it's not actually affecting them negatively. Yeah, that's up for debate whether it's wrong or not. Because it's sure. like, oh yeah, totally. Um, so everybody can perceive. Unfair practices towards them, and it's unfortunate if they do see it that way and it isn't, and they're and you're unable to explain it or you're right, right, or they're unable to see it. 
it's kind of unfortunate for all parties involved, but I'm kind of hoping that, uh, I mean, the human condition, like <clears throat> medical advances and things like that, we're like able to produce more people yeah, via babies with mm-hmm. like better health services and all this other kind of stuff. So there's going to be more fucking stupid people. <laughs> there's just going to be more of them. And it's just more of everything. Well, we just can't like before like it, natural selection had more of a play. And now that natural selection almost has no play, no play in how people survive, then the weak won't be weeded out. That's interesting. So instead of like demonizing the weak, I feel like they're always going to exist. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you try to create your perfect fucking world, <laughs> they're going to exist no matter what, unless you want to go back to pure animalistic nature. Yeah, it'll happen. But unless you want to go down to that route, like mm-hmm. you have to take care of the weak. Yeah. Like, there's just things that are weighing on the scale, and to balance it, you just have to deal with what you've produced. Right. You want to help people live longer? Well, more people are going to live. And let's figure out how to reap the benefits of that and not, oh, the world is changing. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's going to change. Let's figure out how to do it. Mm. Um, Kind of my, yeah. That's kind of my worldview on it. Well, here's a, the next question. Kind of has to do with worldview too, and it's it just sounds more academic, academic and complicated than it's really supposed to be. Um, <clears throat> what's your opinion on the natural hierarchical order um, in reference to humanity? Um, I mean, you're kind of just talking about that. It's kind of talking of, about. I've, I tried, I tried to write something down about it. Um, kind of what I, I guess what I was thinking about earlier was <coughs> like a hierarch, hi, hierarchical order, <laughs> uh, hierarchical, I don't know, yeah, hierarchical, I don't know. Or, hierarchical order. <laughs> um, I think a lot of that. Is is that based around, like, um, like a sense of hierarchy, like people controlling more things than other people? So you a don't sense of ordership. Uh, it's like a sense of. So um, do you not think that there is actual natural hierarchy among humanity? Um, I think there is. I think there was. <laughs> I think. Because of technological I think, I think the more that we advance, change. the more we're weeding it out. Sure. I think it definitely existed. It still does exist. So early humans, like, power was the thing that... I feel like we're still pretty early uh-huh. on a timeline of at least potential. You know, if we don't destroy ourselves, I think we're on a good... We're on a timeline to be able to... Trajectory to be able to accomplish that. But... Mm-hmm. Um, there definitely is a um, hierarchy in place that we've built into the systems that we've built. 
Mm-hmm. I, th- I think the system. I think the systems that we built are old enough that the world has changed enough that it warrants a nice um, reevaluation of systems that were put in place long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of people um, don't pay enough attention to the history of something and the history of a culture or an idea um, that may, maybe a history subject is not taught I don't not not per se taught in schools but just taught in society um, accurately as in it's too hard to find the actual truth of history and not the Disney produced version of it where there is a story behind it there is a political uh, like the Bible like mm-hmm. there's a political direction that this was made and created for and to help control a population I think religion was super uh, it was a necessity to like grow um, a civilization over a vast amount of you know you control vast amount of area without the telegraph or Mm -hmm. anything like that you couldn't you had to send a guy on a horse to run 20 days Mm -hmm. so it was a good way to organize it was just another government system. But, um, I feel like a lot of those systems are still in place and we're just not able to see it as an archaic system. Yeah. And be able to move away from it. So, um, there definitely exists something like that. Would you be asking something like, like, a, like an alpha male hierarchy type of thing like in a, in a small group open open question totally open and and uh, i mean honestly when i was originally thinking of this question that, that a lot of it had to do with that had to do with Say like, like a, a, the, a group of people patriarchy and if there's like this uh, if males have you know a natural domination over females or whatever and obviously i don't think i don't think that that's true because you can look at species in nature where there are matriarchal oh, characters that are, are in the powerful position. I, I, and I... I mean, bugs. Like... Oh, yeah. What, spaces and, and spiders? Spiders. The, like, hyenas. The, the, the females just... <clears throat> yeah, they rule. Breed and eat and then they eat everything. everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, so, yeah. yeah. Obviously, yeah. In, in nature, it, it, it shows... But... And so, I mean... It, it, but that's a huge issue right now. It's a huge... I mean, it so... If we're looking at it in nature, and I feel like if you, I just want you to answer it however yeah, you thought about it. If you don't, if you I loved your answer. It's awesome. I hate. Yeah, people like believe that human beings were created like this. Mm-hmm. That we just <gasps> poof. There's a fucking hairless ape right there, and then. Oh, jeez, you gave it anxiety. Look what you did. Jesus, <laughs> you, you fucked him up. You took the monkeys, and now they have anxiety. Um, so, uh... That doesn't seem likely. <laughs> so, I mean, so nature existed, so it has to exist in us. Uh, 
I, we're slowly moving away from it, but, um, you ever listen to Jordan Peterson? Yeah. Um, I, anybody online, I take with a grain of salt, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of different people that I, that I like, but I'll still like, like, I like watching Bill Maher on Fridays, but so much shit Bill Maher says, I'm like, fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't agree with everything. Like, he's a comedian. He's, he's a comedian. Yeah, he knows. He's, but he's all, yeah, and he has his view. And, and like, who knows if what he's saying is actually what he really thinks either, or if it's part of his act. It could be. A, it's entertaining, I'll tell you that. Yeah, much. oh yeah. Um, but I actually wonder the same thing about Jordan Peterson now, since he's gotten so popular. I wonder how much of what he's saying now is really what he truly is behind, or if it's like slowly evolving because of his fame or notoriety or whatever. Um, I think subconsciously it has to evolve. Oh, of course. Um, I actually started listening to it, or when I first time I saw him was um, it was just videos of his lectures mm-hmm. at the Canada College. Oh, when he was still when he was teaching when he was a professor. Yeah. yeah. So and I would watch <laughs> these lectures, and you know. Kind of like listen to like Alan Watts, um, like philosophy. Mm. Um, kind of has that same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't agree with a lot of things that he says or like anything like that. But it's like, I mean, he's still a smart guy. Yeah. Take it, you know, listen to it, figure out what it means to you, kind of thing. Don't discourage him from doing that. I don't think that's the right way to do it. Mm hmm. And people that would be on the opposite end of the spectrum, I don't think you should uh, discourage them from speaking or something like that. Like, don't yep. take, don't treat any human in a way that doesn't correlate with uh, them, like not being a human like they're, they're gonna fuck up they're gonna say things that are kind of weird they're gonna it's just sure don't treat it like fucking gospel <laughs> so I think it's okay to agree with people that you like sure uh, a lot of people blind faith kind of people mm-hmm. sometimes a, a lot of religious people sometimes kinda, whether or not they're and I I think it's a real small amount of nature nowadays. I guess that's kind of what comes into it, is the nature is slowly being weeded out, and it's mostly nurture now. So our nature can only be really responsible for so much, Mm -hmm. and nurture is becoming a much, much larger part. Um, So whatever situation they grew up in and chooses that and uh, makes them believe a certain thing Maybe they're prone to believe things. I have a sister who is kind of like one of those people, maybe like an L- MLM person. Mm-hmm. She doesn't actually like sell LMM, uh, MLM, multi-level marketing company. Um, but <clears throat> she'll like read something mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, I just learned something. And I'm like, where did you learn something? <laughs> Like, it could very well be something that's like, vaccines are bad, or uh, you can sell this from your home and be a millionaire. And yeah. 
she'll kind of believe these kind of things and look for them, and she doesn't really... She just trusts, I think, maybe too much. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't, like, wish my um, cynical worldview on anybody, but maybe it might help breed a better society if a little more people were a little more cynical and pessimistic. To an extent. Or maybe leery <laughs> might be the better word. Hesitant, maybe? Okay. Maybe? <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, just being able to reflect on a decision. Yeah. Um, not jump to any crazy conclusions. Because mm-hmm. too many people think that there are just answers for everything and they need answers for everything. Or maybe they will just trust that something encompasses a large amount of answers that need to be answered. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it's God's will or something like that. It's yeah. like, then why do you pray? Like, if, if it's God's will, it's not going to change. You saying something's not going to change. I don't know. Can't have it all both ways. You can't. Some people. You do. can't hate the gays and then like. And then like, uh, hate rape. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, they're both going to be pretty hating gays. I guess was mentioned a couple times in the Bible, but raping somebody seemed to be okay for a lot of people. I'm pretty sure that it was never mentioned to hate gays in the Bible. Uh, there. I think there was like one or tw- once or twice that. Gays were mentioned, some sort of homosexual. Homosexual acts were. It was homosexual acts. Down upon something about like a stoning of a, a homosexual act, but it's like one time I think. <clears throat> it was something. Yeah, I, I think the word abomination was thrown around I more so. than it should have been. Absolutely. In our translation, he, a man that he that lay with another man or whatever is abom. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. I should probably read the Bible since I hate it so much. You should, actually. Yeah. I think Pendulette You probably like, would hate it more. How, how do you... <laughs> Pendulette's asked, like, how would you say someone becomes an atheist? He's like, read the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think if you actually he's read an it... interesting guy. You very well might just become an atheist. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a goddamn minute. He's pretty. He's pretty cool. I like Pendulette. He's Pen- kind of. Pendulette like, is. He's like super like libertarian. Yeah, I like I, um, I like a lot of things that he has to say. And he's, he's brilliant. He's super smart. Yeah. That guy is one of the smartest motherfuckers I've ever met. Mm-hmm. You by met, met him. and by met I mean on the TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I just feel like we have a personal relationship. <laughs> he was looking at me. I swear. <laughs> I swear to God, he was looking right at me. <laughs> Awesome, I I that was that was a very good uh, answer to that. Let's was it? I don't even remember what I answered. Uh, it doesn't. You know, I I can't reiterate it. It was it was long. Um, all right. Let's wrap this up with the final question. Okay. What is your theme song? Oh, that's the question I skipped over because I have no idea. Um, mm. is music big? Music is a big part of your life. Music is a big part you of love, my life. You love music. I am a musician. Um, I very much share your love of metal. <laughs> um, I, I do find your taste to be quite suitable. 
in, in that type of music. That's only one part of my music Exactly, taste. exactly. Because you also <clears throat> like uh, Jim James. I love Jim James. And I, love, I love classical music. I love jazz. I love... Jazz is a little bit of a push for me. But like the Jim James concert, like, it may have been the poster. You were there. Yeah. It may you, have, did, you didn't enjoy it? It may have been like the post-surgery drugs or I was a little sleepy. I was kind of like, this dude's lulling me to sleep. And I was like, Holy I love, I, I loved, uh, what, the Lennon Claypool Delirium. Because I, I love Les Claypool. Um, and, uh, what's it, Lennon's, was Sean Lennon. Sean Lennon, John Lennon's son. Um, I just I really enjoyed them. I thought oh they were my I thought they were amazing. I was yeah. loving life. It really blew my mind. Um, but like Jim James came on, I I never listened to uh, my morning jacket or whatever, mm-hmm. and not my kind, of, not my jam. Ah, wow. <laughs> I appreciated it as music, and I saw how much fun everybody else was having. But like, <laughs> I was like, eh, you know, not for everybody. Uh, not to be like you fucking suck. <laughs> no. I have no room to say I've listened to some pretty shitty stuff that even like later on I'm like that's pretty terrible eh I'll listen to it sounded whatever. good at the time yeah, exactly sounded good at the time I listen to some fucking trash music I'm like yeah this is the shit listen so, to it so okay well then so if you don't have a theme song I mm. which I I can't answer the question myself I don't have a theme song oh really yeah there's no way I just because it's too I feel like if I, I feel like if what I do you really the, if I identify it, with right now? Yeah, if I searched throughout musical archives mm-hmm. and researched it, I might be able to find something that. Well, I don't even care about that. Resonated what, what, with me. What song but, is really like doing it for you right now? What, what like if you want to hear a song that's just like this moves me, this is this is it. Do you have one? Um, do you like Parkway Drive? I don't. I'm not familiar with them. Um. But that doesn't matter. They're metal mm-hmm. music. Um, they kind of have a they have a nice, a, a, a fun type of aggression and anger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, put it on for Chelsea, and she's like, "It's so angry. Why are they so angry?" Like people say that so much. I don't know. If they're screaming and growling, doesn't mean that they're really that angry. It's just another way to show artwork and emotion. Uh, I feel like all forms of art is pretty respectable in its given field. I, I, you know, I love comedy. I love watching stand-up comedians. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a couple friends who uh, find themselves to be connoisseurs of comedy, and they love comedy. Mm-hmm. However, they don't watch stand-up comics. I'm like, yo, that doesn't work. What, what, what is your definition of that? And so they showed me like. So they read a lot of Mark Twain or something. So they like showed me like YouTube videos, and it's like these YouTube stars. Oh, so there's this person, I, I Dubs. I don't know. I, I'm I'm not in that scene. It's just like I never I never knew what it was, and it's like they love this person. Sure. They find him funny, mm-hmm. entertaining. They would call him a comedian. Yeah. Um. I I've tried. To watch, have you have you seen the show that Jerry Seinfeld show the comedians? Comedians because because he had a he had like a a YouTube star some girl that was 
on one random episode and, and it showed some clips of her. Yeah. And it was just like this is interesting that he brought this part of, of our our I don't know, current time yeah. and what people think is comedy, but it was like um, I feel like stand up comic has a lot more going on than what is happening here. I feel like it's a, anybody who like puts those in the same group is is just mistaken. Like yeah. um I'm not, stand a com- a stand I'm not gonna say comic is like I'm not gonna say what you like for I'm not gonna say what you like sucks. Like yeah. you like it, you like it. Sure. And yeah, I, and, opinion, I'm, and I'm happy have, that you, you like have it. Your opinions. Um I tried to watch it and it was like like, is this supposed to be... I mean, it's kind of entertaining to listen to them, maybe. But, mm-hmm. like, when I want to watch comedy, I want to watch professional comics. Yeah. Or, like, um, like the the Comedy Cellar, like, in New York. Like, and they'll film, like, good acts there. And there's this show called This Is Not Happening. Have you ever seen, watched that? Have you, no, but have you seen the mic bump with, with David Tell and Jeff Ross? Uh, I haven't seen that, but I've, I've geniuses. Jeff Ross and yeah, Jeff Ross, and Mike, David Tell. I've seen them so much. I watch so many like stand-up comedians, um, and like th- that group of like Joe Rogan, um, uh, Ari, Ari, Ari Shafir, Tom, or Tom Mike, Segura, yeah, Tom Segura and Bert Kreischer, and their group, yeah, their group, and then like like Bill Burr is in there. Yeah, and some like older, like some of the older, other older comedians, like Joey Diaz. Joey Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so many, like, like these guys have, like, they're fucking rock stars because, like, they, it's because they're brilliant. They're so smart, but they're, like, you they're can watch proselytizing in all. all you can you can watch Bill Burr and like Louis C.K. like when they first started. Yeah. on old videos, and you're like, man, these guys are new comedians. Like these guys are just trying to figure it out. Mm. And just be able to see be able to see their growth mm-hmm. at, and their skill at their profession. Yeah. It's like watching a rookie quarterback get better and better and better and better every year. Mm. And imagine that going on for twenty or thirty years and how good they can be if they just got better every year. Oh, yeah. Um and so that's why I just love those types of comedians that totally um Young guys are cool and they're funny, but like some of the older, you know, 45, 50 and up, mm-hmm. they get so much funnier. <laughs> um, life experience. Yeah. And uh, so, so stand up comedians that tour, they go around the country, they perform. It's a performance. I mean, you watch like interviews with comedians, it's like, no, the, the reaction of the audience is a huge part of their sets and their yeah. life yeah bombing in front of people is something they have life. to deal with and yeah. it's something that happens all the time um and just be able to handle that type of scrutiny yeah whereas like if someone's a comedian on just a youtube channel them just talking into a camera and there's no audience there's fucking comments. I don't know. That what sounds, kind of wisdom can you gain? There's going to be zero good things that are going to be happening in that comment section, right. I'm sure. Um, yeah, so it's just a whole different realm. I, I feel like it needs to be categorized in something different. Just so 
not to put shame on it, but just to separate it from the different yeah. types of art. I'm not going to say real artists and fake artists, just different types of art. I'm not that into jazz, but I know anybody that plays jazz is probably one of the best fucking musicians ever. And they're just on a creativity creativity level that I can't even comprehend. And, and it's like, I, man, that goes over my head. Mm. I respect it for being amazing. I, I'm not going to turn it on, right? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, fucking Jeff Goldblum. You know Jeff? Jeff? Yeah, of course. But. Yeah. He's like, released a jazz album recently. Jeff Goldblum? Oh, he's a jazz, and he, for most of his life, he's been a jazz fiend. What does he play? Everything, I don't know, piano, fucking some sort of horned, really? some sort of horned instrument. Jeff Goldblum. Uh, mostly piano, but yeah, yeah, Jeff Goldblum. He's, he's a fucking artist. He's like, oh yeah. He's crazy, man. Uh, but yeah, oh, he's a, well, Fred Armisen, you're familiar with him, right? I've heard of that. I oh, he's, know. I mean, he's the guy in Portlandia. In yes, that's where I know that name. He, Dude, that he's guy. He's an incredible jazz drummer. Like, he's, he's something else. Uh, oh, right on. Okay, no theme song. That's fine. I don't care. That was, that was a good just response anyway. Um, maybe, mm-hmm. I'll, maybe I'll take that question to heart and try to figure it out over a long period of time. Well, good luck with that. All right. Thank you. You're welcome.